Hello, hello, and welcome to The Art of Being You with me, Rachel Wortman. You guys, this podcast is all about learning to be who God created you to be, embracing that person, and ultimately living your best life with Jesus. We've got a lot of great content today, so let's get to it in The Art of Being You. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Wow, I just am so thankful for you. And I'm really thankful for the ways that you guys have shared this podcast with your friends and helped me get the word out. Because, you know, I don't know everyone that you know. And I would love for this podcast to land in as many ears as possible. So thank you for that. Guys, this is actually our last episode for season one slash year one. We don't really do seasons, but this is going to be our final episode of 2019. As we are moving into the holidays, I know that we all have stuff going on. And so um, I hope there's enough content in this episode that you can listen to a couple of times if you miss the sound of my voice. While we are apart for a few weeks, we will pick up with fresh episodes in 2020 in January and be looking for some great content for that as well. But today we're actually talking about what it looks like to end the year well. And this is something that I started doing about four years ago. I was on an airplane in December and I had a bunch of time to myself and I just started thinking about my year and it ended up becoming a tradition that is one of my favorite things to do. And I wanted to share that with all of you. Basically, what I do is take some time for myself to recount the faithfulness of God for the year. So here's what I do. And I like to be uber specific because listen, I'm a mom. I'm a mom of four kids. I got a lot going on in my life. And sometimes I can forget even amazing things that God has done for me. So in my journal, I write out, you know, year in reflection or something like that, put the year, the date of the year on it. And I literally list out every month and I start with January, January of this year, God, what were the ways that you were faithful to me? And I think about all the things that I did in that year. Maybe there were events I went to, things that happened at church, personal things that went on, whatever they might be. And I make a list of all the different ways that God was faithful. And I do that through every single month of the year. And then I go through and I write down the different things that God has taught me in this calendar year. Now, I can tell you this started as just a reflection for me and sort of like, you know, a way to kill some time. But what it has become is almost a treasure trove, because in these moments, I get to metaphorically seal up the things that God was doing in me. And it's actually helped me continue to gain ground instead of repeating the same lessons year after year. Did you know God is trying to teach you things? God is using all the circumstances in your life to teach you about who he is and how to interact with him and the ways that we need to become more like him because that will make our life easier. And so when we partner with him in that, life becomes more efficient, more enjoyable, more peaceful because we're actually moving forward. You know, a lot of us, we repeat the same patterns in our life year after year. And I think one of the reasons is because we are not aware of what God is trying to teach us. When we become aware, then we have to make a decision. Am I partnering with you, Lord, or am I resisting you? 
there's not a lot of middle ground in that. I mean, what would the middle ground be? I don't know if I think this is a good thing, Lord. But even in that, we're sort of resisting his goodness. So when we take some time to reflect and be honest with ourselves, that's the point where we get to metaphorically seal up everything God was doing and we get to come back in line with him if we discover ways that we were resisting him. So again, I start with listing out the ways that God was faithful to me. The first year that I did this, I was blown away. I had maybe four or five different things in each month. And I know if I had not made time to sit down and force myself to think about it, I would have not known. It would not have, it would have gone unnoticed. And so it was an awesome thing to get to say to God, wow, Lord, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for the ways that you held me together through these different situations. Thank you for the ways that you actually provided miraculously for me here, that you blew me away with your kindness here. Oh, remember that moment when I was just blown out of my mind in worship because your goodness was so intense, you know, and because you go month to month, it helps you jog your memory in that. So you do his faithfulness and then we look at um, what he's teaching and then we look at what the word for our year was. So I know not everybody does this, but a lot of people, we go into a new year with a theme or a word from the Lord. And what I mean by word is a literal word. A couple of years ago, I started doing this as well. I would ask God, what's one word for this year? Give me a word that sums up this entire year. And I think the first time I did this, the word was advance. And I thought, advance? What an interesting word. But what I learned over the course of that year was how to gain ground in my spiritual life. And so when I looked back after the 12 months, it was amazing to see how much God had advanced me in my life. Um, Some of the other words that I've had were unleashed. Last year, my word was unleashed. And I remember hearing that from the Lord and thinking, that is so bizarre. Like, what does that even mean? But he confirmed it through a couple of different things. And so I watched as God unleashed people from me, me from myself. It was so liberating. It was an amazing year for me. So if you have a word from 2019, go back and revisit that with the Lord. In what ways, God, did you do this word in my life? And is there anything that you weren't able to do that you wanted to do that I need to be expecting for next year? It's basically just setting our heart in right alignment with the Lord. Now, if you've never had a one word for your year, I really want to encourage you to do that this year. Here's what I do. And a lot of people do this in different ways. And I'll just share with you my two cents. When I'm going to have a word from the Lord that I'm going to like arrange my life around, that I'm going to draw a stake in the ground, those are the types of words that I want God to bring a confirmation on. Because I want to know when I'm applying my faith to this, I can apply it like I'm cannonballing off of the roof into the deep deep end of the pool because I have that much trust and confidence that it's the Lord. It's hard to do that when you've had a one-time thought and never had any other acknowledgement about that again. So when I'm asking God to speak to me. This is just a little tip for you. That's how I'm doing it. Lord, if I'm supposed to rearrange my life, then I need you to echo this word in multiple places. So I don't actually choose a one word for my year unless it's a theme that God has been 
um, immerse, immersing me into. So what that looks like is I'll take some time and I'll wait on God. What does it mean to wait on God? It means you quiet your heart, you quiet your mind, you focus your mind on Jesus and ask him to speak. Now, John 10, 10 makes it really clear that his sheep know his voice. So if you know Jesus, then you know his voice. He just likes to speak in different ways. So I'll quiet my heart. Maybe I'll have my journal out and I'll just say, Lord, what's your word for 2020 for me? What's your word for next year? And I'll just listen. And the first word that pops into my mind, I'll write it down. If more than one word falls falls into my mind, I'll write that down as well. Often when God speaks to us, it feels like a thought. It kind of occurs like a thought, but it's not something you originated. And so last year, the word that God gave me for this year was abundance. That was the word that he spoke. So here's what it looks like to have some confirmations. And this might, I don't know what you're going to think about this, but this is just how it's worked for me. So I said, abundance, really, Lord, that's a big word. Is that what you're going for? And I just felt in my spirit. Yep. That's your word for 2019 abundance in all things. We, you know, we're called to live an abundant life. You've probably heard me talk about that a lot this year. And that's part of the reason because it's the word over my life this year. I was at Mardell the next week and I was looking at some Christmas decorations and you know, those little willow tree, um, like wooden angel things that they have carved carved. Well, I was looking at a display of those and one of them caught my eye and I thought it was pretty and I picked it up and I looked at the bottom to see what it was called. And do you know what it was called? Abundance. I thought, wow, Lord. And a similar situation happened again a couple days later. And I thought, all right, Lord, this has got to be the word. Sometimes I actually get my word for the next year as early as October, which sounds kind of crazy. This year that hasn't happened to me, so I'm going to be actively seeking the Lord um, over the next couple of weeks for what my 2020 word is. And so I encourage you to do the same. Once you have that word, write it down somewhere so that you can remember. That's what today is really all about. So you can pay attention to what God is wanting to do in your life. Why? Because when we partner with heaven, we move forward faster. When we partner with what God wants to do, we move forward at an accelerated rate. When we pray what God wants us to pray, what do I mean by that? The disciples came to Jesus and they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. In other words, when you pray, things happen. So give us the secret sauce. And Jesus tells them, pray like this. And he begins to say the Lord's prayer. Our father who is in heaven, holy is your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He goes on to pray. But what's amazing about that is the daily prayer. The concept of when we come to the Lord is to come with the posture that it's okay that I don't get my way. Lord, I want you to get your way. When God's way is where we pray when God's way is how we pray. That's where the magic happens. And I don't mean magic in a negative way. I just mean that's where the good stuff begins to happen. Heaven is moved when we join our prayers to what God is praying and doing. And so understanding what he's doing in your life right now is really important. So Going on in our reflection, first, we're going to look at his faithfulness. Then we're going to look at the things that God fulfilled, that he taught us, the things he fulfilled about our year. And then the final thing is to revisit those pesky little New Year's resolutions you made last year. Why is this important? 
How many times do we continue to ignore the things we desire because we just don't want to make the sacrifices necessary? A little over a year ago, at the end of 2018, I read this book called Atomic Habits, and it's by James Clear. It's a phenomenal book. It's really convicting and challenging. It's not a spiritual book. It's not written from a spiritual perspective. But the general idea is that we make these huge lofty goals and we never fulfill them. But if we will just be faithful to adjust our habits little by little, we will actually get beyond those lofty goals. So I set out in 2019 to do just that. Here's a couple of minor changes I want to make, and I just want to be really diligent to do those things. And so what I'll be doing in my reflection time is revisiting those goals. Did I come close? Were my goals too lofty? That's a great learning experience too, because next year I don't want to set goals that I know I can't attain. Listen, I want to encourage you to hold yourself accountable. Hold yourself accountable. Why? Because you are a worthwhile investment. Your spiritual life, your emotional life, your mental health, it is a worthwhile investment. And the thing is, no one is going to take better care of you than God and you working together. It's no one else's job. It's really your job to surrender your life to Jesus to where you could move forward and do the things that he's putting in your heart to do. So I want to encourage you to have goals. Go into next year with really clear goals. Heck, go into these holidays with really clear goals. Don't wait until January. Start now. But make the goals something that are realistic and then hold yourself accountable. So here's a pro tip, a kingdom tip for you. This is totally free. (laughs) But here's the deal. When you hold yourself accountable, you are not looking at all the negative things in your life and looking at how you can't measure up because you keep doing them. Accountability in the kingdom of God is actually calling you up into your identity It's not necessarily calling you out on your sin and issues. It's calling you up into your identity. How does this work? When you realize that you haven't fulfilled a goal, that you haven't even tried to, you know, maybe your goal this year was to hit the gym twice a week and you spent many months ignoring that you ever set that goal. Hold yourself accountable, but do it like this. Don't beat yourself up and say, you know, you suck. What were you thinking? you know, you should never have even tried or whatever other garbage might be in your mind. Call yourself up. You know what? You are worth being healthy. You know what? You can do this with God's help. You can do anything. It's let's, let's talk about why it's hard to go to the gym. What are you feeling when you're there? And how can you take those thoughts captive? Are you catching my drift? Listen, friend, hold yourself accountable so that you can go higher with God so that you can go farther with God. If we're just circling the same mountain year after year, we cannot change this world because we can't even change ourselves. It's got to start with you getting a vision for who you want to be in the Lord, for who God has given you permission to be in him, for all the things that he's made available to you through the cross. That's where it begins. And when we start at that point and we start valuing ourselves as a worthwhile investment, things get good. So 
We're going to look at his faithfulness. We're going to look at the things that God taught us. We're going to look at the word that God gave us for the year and take a note of the ways that he fulfilled that. And then we're going to hold ourselves accountable to the things that the goals that we set. Maybe you need to repent for setting unrealistic goals. Maybe you need to re-up those goals and actually do them in this next season. I don't know what the case is for you, but if it's in your heart to do, it's probably from the Lord. And if it's in your heart to do and it's not from God, that's a great place to take that to the Lord and spend some time talking with him about that. Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm ending 2019 with a little bit of sadness in my heart. I was looking at getting my Christmas decorations up and I could tell this little hesitation in my spirit and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I began to just talk to God and say, what is it that I'm feeling? I'm almost resisting Christmas. Like, that's not me. You know, I'm, I'm Mrs. Claus. How do I do that? Why would I do that? And God began to say to me, uh, he said, Rachel, what you're feeling is that you don't want this year to end because you didn't hit all the things you wanted to do. Whew. I thought, wow, Holy Spirit, you are really hitting the mark right there. It didn't feel bad. It didn't feel negative. It actually felt freeing because I couldn't quite identify this thought that was in my mind or this feeling that was in my heart rather. And when I began to own, yep, you know what? I had goals and I can say that I made strides in all of them. I took steps forward in every category, but there were several categories. I didn't really knock it out of the park like I had wanted to. And I almost feel this sense of sadness that the year is ending and I'm going to have to try again next year. Isn't that ridiculous? But welcome to my mind. And so I told the Lord, all right, God, instead of beating myself up and feeling frustrated with all the ways that I missed the mark or that I didn't, you know, I fell short, I want to celebrate the changes that I did make. I want to celebrate the boldness that came into me this year in a greater level. I want to celebrate the freedom that I have as your daughter that I didn't have last year in the ways that you're increasing my awareness of you and my revelation of who you are in my life. I want to celebrate how much more effortless it is to connect with you than it was last year. And I use that as fuel for anticipation of what next year will bring. Are you catching what I'm saying? We're not calling ourselves out to say, oh, you're such a scumbag. Why can't you get it together? We're calling ourselves up and saying, you're a worthwhile investment and honor yourself in the way that Jesus honors you, the way he loves you and in the way God loves you as well. Treat yourself like that. And maybe that's the goal that you need for 2020. So as we end this year, well, I just want to give all of you guys a high five. I know that these podcasts sometimes are really deep and they poke a lot of holes in the thoughts that we have. And I just want to say thank you for sticking with this journey of becoming more like you, this art of being you process of mastering what it looks like to define who you are based on who God says you are and to pursue that person with relentless passion and zeal. And, you know, I want to just say thank you also to to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit and all the ways that they have led us this year and helped us to have a phenomenal 2019. In all the ups and downs, God is with you and he is faithful. If this has been the hardest year of your life, then I want you to know it can only get better from here. As I say in my book, rock bottom, as it turns out, is only a vantage point. It's not a final destination. So if this was a really hard year for you, Pick your head up, 
hold your head up and have expectation for the ways God is going to redeem your year next year. And if this was a great year for you, woo, let's work on doubling it, right? Let's just let our expectation of goodness continue to grow. So I'm thinking about you over this holiday season and over our little break for the next couple of weeks. I'm thinking about you. You are in my heart. And until next time, be blessed. So you've just listened to The Art of Being You with Rachel Wortman. I hope you enjoyed this episode of my podcast. And listen, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and rate or review this podcast on wherever you're listening from. Also, share it with a friend. Help me get the word out. Until next time, be blessed.